0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com, And uh, we are Nashville's on-demand sports.net. going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline, uh, Twitter X timeline, at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. For more great Titans content, we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen uh, for us and they help out all of you guys, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, uh, better rates, coverage, and service, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The OR app, keeping us safe online. And you can get a two week free trial with our link dot com slash ATOZ and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Murfreesboro, Columbia and Franklin online. Krebs com. All right. Yeah. Facebook is back. Uh, yeah. Facebook is back. Marvin loved the chat in here better uh, than he did in YouTube. Guy says, nice to be back on Facebook. And then uh, some people had no idea what was going on because, uh, Hey, you know, Ty- Jonathan says the Facebook chat was better. Um, and Sheila John Huff just saying, "What well, was there an issue this week? I got notifications until now. And yeah, so uh, the problem was um, it's kind of my fault, but it's also not my fault. At the same time, I had no control over it being my fault, but it is kind of my fault. Uh, but, you know, I'll take partial blame for that. But the majority of the blame is going to b- go uh, to Mark Zuckerberg and his Facebook product. But yeah, so we were having some issues with our Facebook connectivity. Um, over the last week or so, we figured out our plan to break out of jail on on Tuesday afternoon. But we wanted to make sure it was a good plan and we weren't going to get caught and sent back. So we made sure to to Shawshank Redemption our way out of here. And so we're back here on a Friday on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I forgot to connect Twitch <laughs> in, this, in this new jailbreak plan. So it wasn't completely perfect, uh, but pretty damn good. Uh, so we will be live and have a lot of great... Uh, coverage over the weekend. Our Big Orange halftime and post game show will be live on Facebook too. Also on game day, me and Jack will be up on the rooftop at Acme. Sam, we're going to be on the rooftop at Acme, streaming live pregame, halftime, post game on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, thanks to Spirited Hive and Ranch Water, uh, who have specials. Spirited Hive has one dollar off their canned cocktails every home game, and Ranch Water joining the party. Uh, for this game, uh, our second home game with bucket specials for ranch water, hard seltzer. And Sam, you missed it yesterday when we talked about ranch water. Some people on YouTube were like, um, uh, is that right? Like ranch dressing and water? I'm not sure how to feel about yes, that. Ranch-
1: that's a good question. Do you know what ranch water is? So I've seen it before, but I get like wildly thrown off by the beverage industry now because you have things like ranch water which are alcoholic seltzer beverages. And then you have drinks like liquid death, which is canned water. Those things don't compute or make sense to me. I feel like the, I see a liquid death. I'm like, Oh, what's in there? Just water. No, it's good fine. Water, and then that liquid death water is good. Yeah. And then I see ranch water and I'm like, is that some like weird flavored water? No, no. that's the one with the it's alcohol. Like, in it. it's that's like ranch. It's, it's like ranch.
0: Like people think of ranch dressing and not like, a ranch where like animals are like a farm yes, ranch. Correct. Like, that's that how is weird the our,
1: it's yeah. like spring water, but it's ranch water, it's off of a ranch. But yes, I am one of those people that immediately associates it with ranch dressing, and I go, That sounds disgusting, but I've no. heard it is not disgusting. Ranch people- water, the seltzer <laughs> is
0: really good. I love ranch water. Ranch water is up there, one of my favorite brands. Uh, when it comes to that. So bucket specials of ranch water and also uh, $1 off canned cocktails for spirited hive. So we're excited about that. So come join us at Acme on Sunday. If you're not uh, going to join us in person, you can watch on Facebook and YouTube. So Sam, <clears throat> I have a feeling that most Titans fans entering Nissan stadium on Sunday are going to be kind of walking there, walking in there expecting the worst. That's kind of what my gut is, right? The worst offensive output from yardage in almost 50 years from this Oilers Titans franchise against Cleveland, only three points, not scoring a single touchdown in two of the three games this season, but a chance to come back home and get right against the Bengals team. That is vulnerable, right? I think, you know, even though the Bengals beat the Rams on Monday night football in Cincinnati, This Bengals team has a lot of problems of their own. So we're going to get into what we're most optimistic about for a Titans win. And I've got what I think is a titanic advantage that the Titans have against this Bengals team. But uh, Sam, let's go ahead and update. Uh, You've been at St. Thomas Sports Park the last couple of days. You'll be out there again for Friday's practices. Give us an update on the injury situation on the Titans and the Bengals side of things uh, here before we dive too deep into this.
1: Yeah, here's the injury report that uh, was given out to the media yesterday. You see not too many names on there on the Bengals side of things. Charlie Jones, Irv Smith, Joe Burrow. Uh, but Joe Burrow, a full participant in practice. So no real worry that the Bengals quarterback may miss the game. The Titans side of things is, uh, you know, a bit longer. Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, Traylon Burks, Tier Tart, Peter Skaronsky. Along this list of not just names, but impactful names that I think, uh, you know, could raise an eyebrow for Titans fans. Austin, I would say that Titans fans need to get used to this to some degree. Because what we've seen early on in the 2023 season, something that we also kind of know about Mike Vrabel and company is they are not afraid to have these veteran rest days late in the week, really on Thursday is like their veteran rest day for practice. And whenever a guy doesn't practice, he's going to pop up on the injury report with, even if you look at what Derrick Henry's listed as toe slash rest, just kind of giving him some time to get right. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I think that's the case with Derrick. I think that's the case with Hopkins. I think that's the case with Autry and with Landry all to an extent, like These guys are working through things. And to this point, no real concern that any of those big names would not play. The one I am worried about right in the middle, and you see him on the graphic is Traylon Burks. Really? I just I find this interesting because Traylon Burks has had like a sleeve slash brace back on his knee that wasn't on there. Uh, before, at least not that I recall being on there before Mm -hmm. he was a, he was out there practicing on Wednesday early on was ended up being listed as limited and may not have finished practice and then no practice and no sign of him in the locker room yesterday. So is it possible? Traylon Burks working through something with that knee injury? That's what it's listed as still is knee for him. Uh, and Maybe a little bit of discomfort, some stuff he needs to work through. I don't know if I would hit the panic button just yet, but that's something that I'm certainly going to be monitoring when I pull up to St. Thomas Sports Park and look for jersey numbers today at practice.
0: Yeah. And, and there was uh who was it? It was wearing a Jersey number 16 this week. Was yeah.
1: That they've had shy Smith Smith? in 16, which is uh will throw you off, but you know, you can tell by shy Smith, you take one glance up and down at him. You're like, that man is not thick enough to be Traylon Burks. Yeah, that is a that is different
0: not size between those two guys. So I, I want to, I'm pulling something up real quick here. Uh, that we talked about with the bone and joint Institute about Traylon Burks and his LCL sprain. And you wonder where this is at with this LCL sprain because Sam that happened it's September 29th. All of a sudden it's going to be October um, in, in two days from now when the Titans are playing uh, the Bengals, but uh, the LCL sprain happened just about six weeks ago for Mm. Traylon Burks. And we kind of forget that. So uh, we can discuss, and I've got, before we ask the question here, I, I pulled up what, uh, we learned from the bone and joint Institute when it comes to this sprain on maybe what Traylon Burks could be working through. So we'll get to that here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. They are middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider. And so whatever your equipment needs are, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn to uh, for any of those pieces of equipment, power units, utility vehicles. If you need a mower or a trimmer for your yard too, if you've got bigger projects out there with the property that you own, then Krebs Kubota is where you should turn because they are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best warranties in the industry with the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line, but also the best people in the industry helping you out to make it happen. That's where the the Krebs family comes in. They've been doing this in middle Tennessee for over 18 years and they can help you out and make it easier for you to achieve and complete the projects you want safely and efficiently and not be, uh, Super expensive as well. So check them out online at KrebsKibota.com. Their their locations are Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Once again, the website, check it out, KrebsKibota.com.
1: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZSports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it is NFL season. It's college football season. We know all about that, but let me tell you, this weekend, kind of Major League Baseball season a little bit. The last three games of the MLB, a regular season coming down, and some very, very tight playoff races going to be determined over the next few days. Then the postseason starts. So whether you're in on the Atlanta Braves, maybe even the Cincinnati Reds. I know Nashville's got a good contingent of Reds fans. They're fighting for a playoff berth right now. Uh, you can get in on the action for the Major League Baseball postseason with MGM or just place an, M, uh, an NFL bet this weekend. Either way, use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and make sure it's with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, for up to $1,500 back in bonus bets.
0: All right, so I'm going to play this video. This is with us talking to Dave Kimfort who's the lead director of physical therapy at the Boning Joint Institute, who discussed what Traylon Burks can and can't do uh, once he returns from that LCL injury, maybe some of the things that he's got to overcome. So a lot of guys go
2: back and they'll wear like a stabilization brace. So that way, if they were to take a shot to the knee, or they take a little bit of harder cut, they got a little bit of support on that outside of that knee versus just what maybe the LCL is up to at that time. Um, you know, again, if it's a grade two type of those they're saying, you know, luckily this didn't sound like that. Those sometimes can be a, a six to 10 week kind of before they really start feeling good. But these, these grade ones, a lot of times, 2 weeks some guys feel great other guys it takes a little bit longer to get back um but, but 2 to 4 is usually a great window as far as uh, our first estimates
0: anyway so we know it's left LCL what's the hardest type of route or the hardest cut to make with that with that LCL sprain is it inside you know towards his right or outside towards his left what do you, what would you think there
2: so if we think about what that protects against so if this is the femur and this is the, the tibia on the bottom, if that LCL is running on this side, it's, it's anything that would open this side up. So a lot of times you're going to be running towards your left and then having to cut right. If your knee dives outward, then that would strain that LCL a little okay. bit. Um, and so a lot of times it's anything that would kind of gap. Now, again, it does. There's some other structures in there that work with your ACL. And so if your ACL is a little weak, you're going to might rely on some of those other structures to kind of help you a little bit, too. So it's not unusual for just any kind of like quick rotations um, or sudden starts and stops to be a little bit tough at first, too. Um, but, uh, but definitely the things, you know, the, the longer kind of routes where you can predict and make adjustments solely those are going to go probably very well for him early on. Um, and they may, they may hold back on certain types of routes and practice and stuff until he feels like those, those easier routes go well. And then the hard cuts, plants outs, so those kind of things, those, those are the things that you're going to you know probably see him go back to last in practice before they cut him loose.
0: Oh, that's from six weeks ago when we talked to Dave Kemper from the bone and joint Institute. So, you know, Jonathan says, yeah, it happened six weeks ago. And somebody asked uh, right here, Curtis says, so when did Burks get re-injured? I don't know if we know that he got re-injured. This just could be a lingering thing. And you heard Dave say the grade two LCL sprain, that window is six to ten weeks. The grade one is that two to four. Well, maybe he was like grade one and a half. And this is the six week mark of him trying to continue to work through what that represents.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be a number of things, right? I mean, he yeah. could be just, it could be rest on that knee for all we know. Like, I don't know for sure. Uh, I just, alarm bells do go off in my head typically when a player goes the wrong way as far as like the injury report. Like sometimes you'll see a do not practice to a limited to a full right? If you're going the other direction where it's like you're participating in practice to then finishing the week without participating, that shows me that you tried it out and it didn't feel so good or something happened or there's reason for concern that you won't play Sunday. So whether it is a re-injury from Traylon, whether it's, you know, him just working through some of the discomfort that is normal to feel with this type of injury in the LCL, it's something that's on my radar right now, uh, and I think should be on Titans fans' radar because even if his impact has been and and his production has been a little bit lower than you might have thought or hoped, uh, he is certainly a threat that the Titans' offense values and needs to have out on the field. Um, yeah, very much a key I, piece. Well, for I found offense
0: it to be explosive.
1: Yeah, and I found it interesting. Dave said right. Those long developing routes, one kind of what Treyland does best anyway, but two, really the thing he's able to do to his best ability, uh, given the the leg injury. What have we seen his biggest impact on this year? A deep ball that he was running in a straight line and separating yeah. deep downfield. What have the Titans not really been able to do a lot of? Throw the ball deep downfield and run some long developing routes because their pass protection has been so bad. Mm-hmm. So. It's just a very interesting situation to monitor. Um, And like you said, he's a key piece. So you'd you'd like to have him out there against Cincinnati.
0: You got to have him out there. We're talking about what's, and we're about to get into this. What's the biggest reason for optimism for the Titans to beat the Bengals in week four. I think that probably includes Traylon Burks playing um, and being productive, excuse me, more productive than he has been. Then there's the Joe Burrow situation, Sam, as we go to the injury report again, he has been full participant, for the last two days, which is more than he's been like the last month and a half around that time that since Burks got hurt too.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, there's no reason to think he won't play. Like I said, I mean, he, he was questionable for that Monday night game played, started to figure some things out in the second half of that game against the Rams. Now he's, you know, a full participant. And as Joe Burrow has said in his press conferences, continues to get stronger every week. So I'd imagine the Joe Burrow, the Titan C on Sunday is going to be a, a healthier and improved version of the Joe Burrow that played against the Rams Monday night. Like over time, he's getting better and better. The question is, is how much better, right? Like how much has he taken a step forward? How limited is he in his mobility in the pocket by the calf injury. And what does that change for the Titans defense? Those are some of the big question marks. I think you have to have, if you're a Bengals fan, you know, that this Titans pass rush uh, is able to get after the quarterback. So if I'm a Bengals fan, looking at this game, I say, hopefully my quarterback's able to, you know, maneuver in the pocket a little bit and get away from some of these pass rushers, extend some plays.
0: Yeah, so I think the Titans have two advantages in this game. I'm more confident in one than the other. But we're going to ask you guys now, what's the biggest reason that you have for optimism? Give one reason why you have optimism the Titans will beat the Bengals. Give one reason why you have optimism that the Titans will beat the Bengals. We're going to try to start our Friday off with some positivity uh, before we talk about the negative things here in about 20 minutes or so, uh, but one reason uh, Matt says is the game home or away. It, it is in Nissan Stadium. Uh, I saw uh, you know a couple of Bengals players saying you know be careful, uh, Cincy fans. If you're traveling, things can get nasty down there. There's a there is a very strong hatred between these two fan bases for what's happened the last few times they've met up uh, with Joe Burrow versus Mike Vrabel. So what's one reason for optimism? Uh, that you have for the Titans to win this game. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans. I am very optimistic in saying that Farm Bureau Health Plans can do a couple things for you. They can find the right health plan for you, and you're probably going to save money compared to what you're currently paying. And so Farm Bureau Health Plans are experts with this. They've served Tennesseans for over 75 years in a bunch of different ways. You've heard a lot, I'm sure, with Titans Radio and some other great relationships in sports that Farm Bureau Health Plans has – about how they can help you when you're you know, a senior citizen or later in your life to take that next stage, that extra level of healthcare and health plans that you might need. But Farm Bureau Health Plans is also phenomenal when it comes to uh, the younger generations of the single person who is an independent contractor, an entrepreneur that has to go to the marketplace and spend way too much money on a health plan. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do this for you and make it actually, absolutely affordable and give you great coverage, better than you're going to find anywhere else. Maybe you have a growing family. The same thing can be said uh, for what Farm your Health Plans can do for you. It's super easy to get started. The health assessment only takes 20 or 30 minutes, and you can get it started at fbhp.com ATOZ.
1: Whether it's optimism or pessimism for you for the Titans and Bengals game, uh, make sure you are getting a little skin in the game with BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code. ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM.com and get up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You place that first wager, and if even if it loses, you have a second chance to win big thanks to BetMGM and the bonus code ATOZ Sports. So if you're looking to get involved in the sports betting space or get some uh, skin in the game on Titans and Bengals, do it with the king of sports books, BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All
0: right, so what's the... One reason for optimism that the Titans can beat the Bengals on Sunday, Sam, I'll send you to the chat to see what uh, the majority of the, of the chat is saying. I'm very curious to see where they go here with this.
1: Darren says Mike Vrabel is our head coach. Lou man takes Derek Henry. Kenny doesn't have any optimism and he's uh, he does not have a reason why Uh Titan up believes the pass rush. Stephen King says Joe Burrow still hurt. Uh, I R Hoshi says Burrow being hurt ish. Billy Jones says the defensive line Michael says pressure on Joe Burrow and Ed says Joe Burrow can't run Uh, Titans Kyle Burrow and the Bengals offense hasn't been sharp at all we've got revenge from Matt and revenge on the mind for some of these Titans players and fans for sure Uh, Jonathan says the only reason he has optimism is the Bengals are also struggling Uh, we've got pass rush the kicker That's a fun one. We got, someone's got to start the Nick folk for MVP narrative. Uh, he's been awesome to start the year. Uh, the Bengals don't show up says Jason Brown burrow. Isn't 100% big Jeff burrows calf muscles is why we win. Uh, let's see. We got, because the Bengals have won three straight and eventually the Titans will win. They will, uh, maybe get one in this rivalry and it will have to come back towards the mean a little bit. That's MB's reason why QB pressure, a home game, Joe Burrow's health, uh, bald Baldwin bearded says he's a Titans fan and he just believes pass rush <laughs> versus Joe Burrow, uh, a stationary Joe Burrow, Ryan Stonehouse can punt well, and Jody's got nothing else. So A lot of uh, pass rush, Joe Burrows, mobility, not a ton of optimism from the chat, Austin, but you said you've got two reasons. What's your biggest one?
0: So my biggest one is that through three games, the Cincinnati Bengals are one and two. They're not scoring a ton of points on offense, but they also have a clear weakness on defense. Through three games, the Cincinnati Bengals have allowed 455 rushing yards. That is over 151 yards per game. They've also allowed those 455 rushing yards to be an average of five yards per carry allowed. And it would be worse if they didn't play the LA Rams who just choose to not run the football. The LA Rams ran the ball 13 times, gained five and a half yards per carry, but just refused to do anything other than drop back Matthew Stafford, 40 times in that game to get in sack six uh, and threw the ball 33. So I don't, you know, that's just the Rams being the Rams when they could run the football. So I think that is my biggest positive here. My biggest optimism is that I think the Titans can break out of their funk and run the football well against the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they played two other teams that are very good at running the football. The Browns had 178 yards. The Browns had 206 yards on the ground. Uh, and then the Ravens had 178. And so the Ravens also played the Bengals without really having J.K. Dobbins. He got hurt towards Achilles in that game, if you remember back in week one. So my biggest reason of optimism is that the Titans should be able to get over a hundred yards rushing in this game. It's going to be way different than what we saw Derek Henry trying to scrap and claw to get 20 yards so I think that is a big reason of optimism for me is that I think the Titans can find success in running the ball, which should in theory mean less third and eight pluses, which in theory should mean better than two for 12 on third down.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the question, right? Is what are the pre-snap penalties and holding penalties and setbacks look like for the Titans I agree. They should be able to run the ball with success. And in theory, that would lead to second and five, third and two, gettable third downs, convertible third downs, and an offense that moves the ball much, much better. Um, You know, got to just hope that the Titans are able to stay disciplined up front and, and, you know, you can't keep turning second and fives into third and twelves and and third and fifteens. And so uh, that uh, I, I do think that's one of the two answers here for what the Titans have a leg up on. It is certainly the fact that this Bengals run defense is bottom three in yards allowed per game and bottom five in yards per carry allowed uh, and what that could potentially mean for Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears little side yeah, note, a, random, okay, that you just... No, keep going, because it's completely unrelated. Well,
0: I, I was just going to say that, it, it, you know, what if the Bengals' third game was not against the Rams? Like, how bad would their run defense right. look if they played one of the teams that runs the ball the absolute least? I mean, can anybody name anybody, not name Sam, because I'm guessing Sam watched Monday night. Can anybody name the Rams starting running back? Like, oh, I'm he just going to you know, for you know,
1: fantasy football.
0: Uh how many people have the Rams starting fa- running back? He's
1: guess? a he's a fantasy football league winner. He's been scoring some touchdowns recently.
0: Uh, I mean, I yeah, Pistol Randy says no. I'm just gonna wait. I don't play fantasy football. Brian says K Williams, which is exactly the fantasy football answer you'd expect because yeah. K. I don't know his first name, but it's K Williams. It's
1: Kyron Kyron Williams. Williams, right? That that whole situation completely wild to me. The Cam Akers situation is one of the weirdest things in the NFL over the last few years, which the Rams invested draft capital into cam makers, uh, a pretty good pick. I don't remember exactly where he was drafted, but second they, yes, yeah, second round. They use the second round pick on cam Akers. He comes in is productive in his opportunities, has an injury last year. He comes out and Sean McVay's like, Oh, you're the third string. And he's like, I don't, why am I the third string? And he goes, Oh, well, Daryl Henderson has to get the ball. And he kind of runs this like offense where he's not using the second round running back that's been nothing but productive for him. Daryl Henderson gets hurt in like week thirteen. Cam Akers finishes the year as the Rams starter, is awesome. Like uh, he also you know, had the,
0: the weird Achilles tear though, too. At some yeah, way. he
1: but Cam Akers averaged, I want to say 70 to 80 yards on the ground a game, had a couple hundred yard games late in that season. Showed he can be a productive runner, comes into this season as the quote unquote starter for the rams has about 60 yards and two touchdowns in the first week and you're like okay it's cam Akers' time week two healthy scratch inactive no reason why yeah cam Akers is as confused as everybody else and sean mcveigh says yeah we're gonna go in a different direction they trade him to minnesota i don't know what sean mcveigh is doing and this was my side note is sean mcveigh a bad coach
0: yeah i yeah I mean, I w-
1: it's just the conversation. I think we could have another time because I'm like, uh, he frustrates me now and I don't know what exactly he's got going on over there. He, I remember not- when
0: Cam Akers was like a top 10 player at coming out of high school and went to Florida state. Uh, you know, that dude was a freaking beast. But anyway, all right. So Sam, my biggest reason for optimism, and that's one of my Titanic advantages is I think Derek Henry has a chance to release some frustration that he had of getting hit in the backfield nearly every time last week against the Browns, against one of the worst, one of the more struggling uh, run defenses in the NFL, the Bengals, who give up on average five yards a carry. So that's my biggest advantage and reason for optimism. What do you think?
1: Uh, My biggest one is kind of what the chat pinned, which is Joe Burrow's calf. And even if he's healthy, even if he's a full participant in practice, I still think there is a level of, Joe Burrow is not going to maneuver and manipulate the pocket quite like he normally would. There is a limitation there for him. That's big for this Titans front four. We saw against the Browns, Cleveland extended a few drives and ended up getting some points on all on these drives because Deshaun Watson was able to escape pressure, slip out of a sack, extend plays. We know how hard he is to bring down to the ground. That's not really a problem with Joe Burrow this week. So Burrow is somebody who tries to get the ball out really quickly as well because of his limited mobility and because of the calf. I think that helps the Titans secondary not get beat deep quite as often uh, with, you know, those long developing routes and those shots down the field. So if you can get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly Get your hands up for some batted balls, as Arden Key told me in the locker room yesterday, and then make sure you can get him to the ground when you get to him. Uh, I think the Titans' defense is going to be able to get off the field a lot easier than they were in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I think that was, that was my second. It, it was uh, how much can the Titans take advantage of Burrow's immobility? Because you know, this there's an emphasis on their play calling to get the ball out of Burrow's hands fast. I don't know if you saw Teron Davenport's whiteboard Wednesday this week, but I thought it was pretty good about how, you know, Jamar Chase is getting a million targets every game, but the average yards, air yards is like 2.3. And so that's for Joe Burrow across the board of, you know, they're, they're just throwing it horizontal or having quick over the middle throws to get, you know, something going. And while that does negate slightly the Titans ability to rush, I think guys like Jeffrey Simmons, and Danico Atray are win early type players, interior rush guys that I think can help, you mm. know, facilitate some pressure uh, because, you know, the, of where they're lined up inside. You know, That's Arden a big Key it's gonna be harder for Arden Key and and Harold if they're running from the outside to to really get to Burrow fast if they're getting the ball out. I think it's up to Jeff and Tart and Danico to really cause some chaos.
1: Yeah, that's a big win for this defense, too. Like, we've heard it from Shane Bowen previewing the Chargers game. How, like, what has been the biggest weakness of this Titans defense? Getting beat over the top. They give up explosive plays. They get penalized deep down the field. The Browns didn't even really, like, have too many super long sustained drives against the Titans defense. They just hit a couple really big plays that got them some quick points late in that game and put the thing out of reach what the Titans defense needs to do against every opponent is force them to have 10 to 15 play drives, try and go down the field methodically, because it gives more opportunity for your D line to get home and for your secondary to try and create a turnover. So if Joe Burrow and the Bengals want to sit back and emphasize, let's get this ball out quick, let's do shorter passes. Let's dink and dunk our way down the field. I think the Titans will take that all day. You don't want to get beat over the top. But I would still say, challenge an offense to beat you with a fifteen-play drive. Nobody's really been able to do it thus far.
0: Yeah, and here's I, you know, I think Bork is kind of being sarcastic with this because of his emoji use, but I don't think he's wrong. Weaver's like six-six. Put him out there for deflections. Rashad Weaver has not been getting a lot of snaps because he's behind Danico Arden and Harold when it comes to edge players, and he's you know kind of the third and a half because Denico's versatile. Rashad Weaver is pretty good at getting his hands on the football. He had a couple interceptions in training camp. One I remember very vividly of a pick that hit him right in the pause and made a nice play on it, going up and getting it with two hands. But I, I don't think this is a bad idea because can anybody remember at one time in Harold Landry's career where he's, he's like batted a ball down at the line not, that's not his game, right? Like Harold Landry is not a long edge rusher like key and Danico and, and Rashad Weaver are, but, he's quicker, he's more explosive uh, towards the, you know, the ground. I think Weaver could maybe help out in some spots here. If that continues to develop um, like we're
1: maybe expecting it to. This is what Arden Key told me was the defensive key to the game for the Titans was how can we bat balls down up front? He said, we know they're going to try and, you know, get it out in 2.3 seconds or less. So we have to be mindful of getting our hands up, see if we can create a turnover by doing it.
0: Yeah, so. for sure. All right, so uh, you ready to kind of switch gears here? We've talked positive yeah. stuff for about 35 minutes. Um, so now it's time to uh, flip Way around. too so, much
1: optimism for a Friday.
0: I know. Well, a couple people, we, we tried. We right, give one reason for optimism, why the Titans give beat the Bengals. And some people are just like, nope, none, don't have it, nothing there. Uh, so, Sam, uh, you brought up something uh, Titans defensive coordinator Shane Bowen said that we're going to get to here in a second uh, about a challenge that they're going to face. And there are really two challenges for the Titans – Um, in this game. So we're going to go over both of those uh, challenges and flip it on the other side. But first, Aura can protect you online. I've been using Aura for basically five months now. And I I love it, to be honest. I think it's great because I get less spam calls, basically zero spam calls, uh, because I signed up with Aura. And they identified 30 data brokers who were selling my information to telemarketers and spammers and robocallers. And uh, they opted me out of those lists on my behalf in like five or six days. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial. Two weeks, a lot longer uh, than five or six days that you can get Aura for free and use that for the data brokers, but also start to learn about what else Aura can do. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I try to log into something And I can't remember my password and I try three times and I get blocked and logged out and I can't get in for another few hours. Aura can help you with your password manager and protector. If a password gets leaked uh, out there in a data breach, Aura will identify that, let you know, so you can go change that before anything bad happens and more data brokers get a hold of your information. See how it works there? With Aura, it's a two-week free trial by using our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. So check it out. It's a simple link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z.
1: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Uh, Place your first wager using the bonus code ATOZsports and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that can be on a football game this weekend or a Major League Baseball game as the regular season winds down. I see Titans Kyle excited for his Seattle Mariners. They're taking on the Texas Rangers all weekend, battling for a playoff spot with the Houston Astros. The Toronto Blue Jays are on the bubble. You've got the Miami Marlins and Chicago Cubs tied for a playoff spot. This is basically playoff baseball a little bit early. So if you're somebody who likes to root for uh, some October baseball, make sure you are checking out Major League Baseball and getting in on the action with BetMGM and the bonus code ATOZ Sports $1,500 up to $1,500 back in bonus bets with the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the king of sportsbooks.
0: All right, so a couple problems that the Titans will have to face, and safely anonymous on YouTube says Dillard to block Hendrickson. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of the understanding is that you know Andre Dillard is going to have another tough assignment because
1: Hendrickson is a super under the radar nationally that can really disrupt watching him on Monday night. Every single time they called his name, they're like, look at Trey Hendrickson. I was like, Oh God, how is Andre Dillard going to handle this guy one-on-one on on the edge?
0: Yeah, I don't know. And, and I, I think it's really going to be interesting to see how much the Titans attempt to help him because when they did help him with miles Garrett, uh, on that one drive before half that ended up in zero points because of terrible clock management by Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, and Tim Kelly. Uh, then and Andre Dillard, to be honest too, giving up the sack. They were moving the ball. They gained 50 plus yards on that drive. A lot of it because they were helping Andre Dillard with a chip. And so they can't just say, "Oh, let's just see how it goes one on one first, and then we can adjust." No, go out there with like the in mind. Uh, that Andre Dillard needs help. And so you don't allow for Ryan Taylor to get smoked a couple times before you do it. So well, that's the at chip, least how I would the
1: chip has to be good because their tight ends have been awful at blocking. So like, not only do you need to help him, you have to do your job. If you're Chica Trayvon Wesco, Josh Wiley, whoever you are, do your job, make a block, like get physical, be consistent. Like that's been an, a huge problem as well as Andre Dillard, less so than Andre Dillard, but still, like you can't commit personnel to chip help and then have that chip help not be a real factor as far as limiting the pass rush.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll see what Sam Hubbard uh, or I'm sorry, Chris Hubbard does against Sam Hubbard on the other side. uh, That could be an interesting matchup between them because Chris Hubbard struggled with uh, uh, with Smith, uh, Z'Darrius Smith last week as well in some spots, but Dillard was glaring for sure. But then there's the defensive backs, right, Sam? And I know you've been looking and we've all talked about Christian Fulton's inability to not have penalties and to not uh, be able to break up completions. And Sean Murphy bunting has been feast or famine, as, I said, as I've said earlier in the week, on making some good plays but also giving up a lot of plays as well. How do you feel about the Titans' secondary against this group?
1: It's a challenge. I I mean, we've talked uh, about Christian Fulton all offseason. And one thing Christian Fulton prides himself on and has talked a lot about is his ability to play up to his level of competition, to, to play his best football, going against elite wide receiver ones in the National Football League. I think he did really well against Justin Jefferson in joint practices in Minnesota of holding his own. But Jamar Chase is somebody that's given Christian Fulton problems in the past. So going to be interested in seeing how he handles himself going up against the guy that you said earlier, they are throwing a lot of balls towards and trying to target regularly. Um, But it doesn't stop there. And that's the biggest problem with this Titans secondary. They're going to have their hands full between Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Joe Mixon, even I I'm, have trouble always pronouncing his name. What's the Princeton guy? Andre Yovis- Ioviscus, something along those lines. It's tough to, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, he's a rookie. He's a slot receiver, dangerous guy. You can run right past you if you're not oh. careful about him. Uh, I was talking to Teron Davenport about his uh, potential impact as like the forgotten guy in this room as a weapon for the Bengals. Point is this group is loaded, and, and even on wide receiver three and wide receiver four, they can beat you, uh, and that spells problems for a Titans secondary that's had problems getting beat deep.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll kind of see how that works out. But Shane Bowen was asked about um, the the Bengals pass catchers and how you know they look compared to what they've already seen so far. We all know Jamar Chase, but you can't forget about T. Higgins either. Chase does obviously, but. But how tough is is T Higgins and how difficult a matchup is
3: he? Yeah, I think uh, this is probably the most dynamic skill group we've faced so far between Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, right? They're all uh, pretty dynamic players when they get the ball in their hands. They all are a little bit different skill set. Like I talked about a few weeks ago, we got to know who we're going against. Chase is different than Higgins. Higgins is different than Boyd. Boyd's different than Chase. They're all different types of receivers um, who really play at a high level. So we got to make sure we understand who we're on, who we're covering, what their skill set is, and what they're going to try to do.
2: Higgins, I guess, just the, the
3: size. The size, the catch and run, the 50-50 balls, the balls down the field. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a really good receiver in this league. And we're going to have to be competitive down the field on him. We are. He does a good job timing it up, going up, high point in the football. Um, and then when he does catch it, we on the underneath stuff, we can't, we can't let them build speed and get going.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think it's, you know, it, in the playoff game that we all try to not talk about that much, you know, Jamar chase was good, but he had like one play that was really good, but it was mostly the, the paper cuts in the, the, the big gashes of T Higgins throughout that game that were just the most painful, Uh, completions that Joe Burrow was able to make against the Titans defense it was really good that day but yeah they've got their hands full because this group is talented Uh, it's just about can they tackle I think that's my thought is because if Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball quick okay they're probably going to complete a decent amount of percentage of passes can you tackle them after they catch the ball because completions are
1: inevitable yeah I mean if that's the question though I think that I feel better about this. Like I, cause Christian Fulton did tackle very well uh, against Cleveland. I think he made some actually very good tackles. He just got burned like two, three times. Uh, so I don't really have as much hesitation uh, with can this group tackle Sean Murphy, Bunting a very physical corner, also very ca- capable of tackling. I want to yeah. see, can they cover, or are they going to get beat on some X plays having to deal with, as Shane Bowen said, the most dynamic skill group they have seen so far this year. Oh, by the way, that includes the Los Angeles Chargers with Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, and, and Gerald Everett. So, like, they've seen some some tough groups already. This one by far stands out as the biggest challenge.
0: All right, so let's ask this question. Uh, what – What's the bigger concern, the Titans DBs versus the Bengals receivers or the O-line versus the Bengals defense? What's the bigger concern on Sunday, Uh, the the Titans DBs versus the Bengals wideouts or the O-line versus the Bengals defense? But first, Sam, uh, tell us all about the Bone and Joint Institute.
1: The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care located out in Franklin. You can schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. You don't want to fumble on your recovery and you want to go to people you can trust. You can do that at the Bone and Joint Institute located out in Franklin with a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery with everything from image, surgery, rehab, testing, all under one roof, even their clinic all under one roof. So you're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. You just go to Franklin. It's all there, a one-stop shop for all of your health uh, and your care needs. Go schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org.
0: And with BetMGM, we've been saying it a lot. You can win big with that first bet offer with our bonus code Sports. That means up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. I know Sam and I both have uh, a bet on BetMGM that we'll talk about here uh, momentarily after we get to this other question. But uh, with BetMGM, make sure you use our bonus code ATOZSports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that first bet misses, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer. offer. all promotions are subject to qualification and requirements. First online road, money wager only. Rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus specs inspire seven days from issuance. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Sam, I'll have you get to the chat first. What's the bigger concern, Titans DBs versus Bengals wideouts or Titans O-line versus the Bengals front on this defense in, in the pass protection there?
1: Yeah, Pistol Ramsey's going O-line. So is Stephen King. Kenneth is on the secondary. Uh, O-line from Jeff. O-line from William, from Jason, from Mark. Uh, From John, Uh, we've got Nick DeMario, both there with O-line as well. Matt's taking the DB. So is Titans Kyle and Curtis. Bork is on the O-line. Scott is on the O-line. Alex is on the O-line. We've got uh, DUP with the Titans DBs. We've got O-line from Eric. DBs from Billy Jones. Michael Kennedy's taking the Titans DBs. Ryan's taking the DBs with a no-brainer. Uh, Troy's on O line. Jacob is on the DBs. So is top tier. So is Jimmy. Uh, we've got uh, Ryan says it's not the DBs. It's just Christian Fulton. Sean Murphy Bunting had his fair share of penalties uh, and, mm-hmm. and bad plays as well. So I, I think you could lump in. I, I exclude any sort of DB talk. I exclude Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard from the conversation. Yeah, corners, right? Corners. Uh, the guys that are doing the man coverage. Hello, ladies. Taking the DBs, Uh, we've got. uh, Let's see what else we. O line from Tiffany. O line from Ken. uh, DBs from Ty Smith. So a pretty good mix here. Austin, uh, do you feel strongly one way or another about this one?
0: It's really tough. I'm trying to think. Like, what's more likely to lose the Titans the game? And I, I have
1: an answer to that. Oh, okay, go. Like, because I, I, I do think it's clear. I think it's the offensive line still. Uh Like, what would lose the Titans the game? The absolute inept offense that they showed in Cleveland because they're not able to block for Derrick Henry, because they're not able to protect Ryan Tannehill, uh, because it limits their playbook, and they're playing in second and long and third and long all the time. So I think the DBs is a concern for me, but I think there's ways that you can make up for maybe some bad play from your secondary in pass rush in the coverages that you play. And as we said, I expect the Bengals to take some shorter passes. And, you know, I talked with our guy, John Sheeran on his uh, Bengals podcast yesterday and told him if there's anything the Bengals can do to exploit the Titans, it's take those deep shots and stop thinking and dunking. Uh, But I do think we're going to see more of that because of Joe Burrow. This front is relentless. Trey Hendrickson is relentless. They're not going anywhere. They're coming right at Andre Dillard. And if there's something that can lose this game for the Titans before it even begins, it will be their offensive line uh, and how, how much it limits them offensively, how much it kills their momentum, how much it frustrates the fans at Nissan Stadium. Like, this is a whole avalanche of things that could continue to unravel just like it did in Cleveland if your offensive line doesn't hold up without Peter Skoronsky again, by the way.
0: Yeah, I don't expect Skronsky back. I'm kind of looking to see if he comes back after the bye week. Uh, But for me, I was actually going to go, because I proposed the question, what's more likely to lose the Titans the game? And your answer is very valid. Like, there's not a lot I can poke holes in that. But I also look at the Titans defensive backs. What's a game script of how the game opens up that puts the Titans in a bad spot? Yeah. And that's getting down early because the Bengals offense has a couple big plays that get them on the scoreboard early. And that's where I say my bigger concern is the defensive backs not allowing or, or allowing early points because of explosive plays and not being as good as they should be. And so I think the worst thing that can happen is if the Titans get down early enough and then they can't get out of it. If they are forced to lose their balance of run versus pass and play action on offense, because the defense just gave up two touchdowns by the time you're middle second quarter, That's a bad script. And I think the Titans DBs can do that pretty quickly. All it takes is two plays. Like two plays and boom, all of a sudden it's in a bad spot and it's a 10-0 lead Bengals or 14-0 at the worst.
1: Yeah, I think you see that. Like the example of that would be the New Orleans game, right? Where like the Titans were bad offensively for that entire game and Ryan Tannehill throws three interceptions and there was a lot of bad going on your defense was able to play a relatively strong game throughout. You stopped the run. You got after Derek Carr. You got some sacks. And the Titans hung in that game for that reason. So I I do think there's a good argument there that, like, if your defense is sound against the Bengals and a limited Joe Burrow, you can muddy the waters enough that even an ugly offense could luck into some points based off of – I mean – Titans got three points in Cleveland because of a turnover uh, and Mm -hmm. you know, it created opportunities for them to score three points in
0: New Orleans because of a turnover.
1: Right. Uh, When you had that drive down at the, at the end of the half that almost resulted in a touchdown or points and you know, had it not been the end of the half could have gotten you points. So like, can you find a couple scoring drives in there somewhere and have your defense muddy the waters enough that you can win a low scoring scrappy game? That's possible, and I agree with you. If it turns into a shootout, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah. All right, so I've got a bet for this game, Sam. I'm going to get to this. We're going to lose every Friday. We're going to do a bet with BetMGM. Uh, I will uh, say I've got two bets on this game, And, and the first thing I did was after the Bengals won on Monday night, I opened it up once. BetMGM put it back on the board. It was Bengals minus two and a half. That's where it sits right now. And it was Bengals money line minus one thirty five. I put three units on Bengals money line.
1: Should have taken them before they beat the. I know,
0: but I did. But I wasn't sure what Burrow's situation was. There was not. And I am minus one thirty five money line. I'm good with that. That's that's not too juiced up for me to play that straight up. So I put three units. On Bengals uh, minus one thirty five, so that's probably it's one of the bigger bets that I that I've made. Probably the biggest bet that I've made uh, so far this season. It's just you know three weeks into this thing. So the other bet that I like though, Sam, is a positive Titans thing. I, I talked about it earlier. I think the Titans have the ability to run the football well against Cincinnati, and I like. One of the overs. but I'm not going to go with the Derrick Henry over that Ben MGM has at 55 and a half right now. I'm going to go with a Tajay Spears over at 19 and a half. 19 and a half rushing yards over that for Tajay Spears. I think he's going to have opportunity because I think he's going to get snaps. And I think when he's in the game, there's more opportunity for him to, to get some deceptive running yards. Have, maybe he has six carries, right? But I think six carries for Tajay Spears goes north of 20 it uh, should and i think he has a chance to 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 bust one for maybe 9 or 10 or more like he's done so far a couple times so that's my other bet is Ty J spears rushing yards over 19 and a half
1: so you're seeing Derrick henry at 55 and a half i see 66 and a half as maybe the it's moved at mgm maybe
0: it i maybe i misremembered Moved 11 yards let me, let me pull it up oh it is six and a half. and a half that's my fault no i was, either way I was 66
1: That's my bet. That's my pick uh, for the game is Derrick Henry over 66 and a half. um, For all the reasons you said about Tajay, right? And, And what this run defense has been for the Bengals so far this year. I think Derrick Henry came off of his worst rushing performance since 2017 last week. This is a get right spot for him. This is a Titans get back to their bell cow game for them as an offense uh, and I think the run blocking will be even better. So I think Derek can probably break a couple semi-long runs. Uh, I think he goes over 66 and a half. And the Titans offense is built on the ground game. I do like yours as well with Tajay Spears. So I like both the rushing overs. Uh, I think if the Titans win this game, it's on it's on the ground. Uh, that's kind of where they're going to have to live. So give me a get right day for Derek Henry and a reminder that he's still the king over 66 and a half.
0: All right. I don't hate it either. Uh, I don't hate that whatsoever. So you can get that at BetMGM. All right, Sam, it is now time for Ain't That Good News. So if you're in the chat you've got some good news to share on this Friday, let's go ahead and hit it now. Thanks again to Wilson County Hyundai. Always a great partner of ours. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. See them in Lebanon and say, Hey to Payne Bone Forest. He's running the show up at Wilson County Hyundai online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Ain't that good news in the chat? Everybody get your good news ready. Drop it in there. Um, I will go ahead and tell you my good news as uh, we wait for some of you guys coming in here. I've already said, uh, that me and Jack will be live on the rooftop at Acme on Sunday and excited about uh, our new friends, Ranch Water, Hard Seltzer, not like Ranch Dressing Water, but Hard Seltzer Water with Ranch Water in Spirited Hive up there at Acme. But Sam, I'm doing something tonight with another one of our partners. Mm. the Science Center, who's a great uh, partner with our Titan Game Day uh, live shows. They're having the Science of Spirits tonight, which is a 21-up event where we get to go, my wife and I, going to sample and taste a bunch of different cocktails and beers and learn about the science of spirits and and mixology. They've got a little spooky theme in there, too, because it's almost spooky season officially. And so I'm doing the science of spirits tonight at Adventure Science Center. You can still get tickets, I think. Uh, It's online at their website, adventuresci.com. But I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I was doing the ad read the other day during the uh, during the away game on Titans game game day live. And I was kind of reading about adventure science center and everything they had to offer. And I said, I might need to, I might need to look into signing up for one of these, uh, you know, (laughs) adventure science center events. Yeah. 21 plus uh, and mixology. Very interesting to me. I've taken uh, a course in cocktail making before it was very fun, very interesting stuff. So I'm sure you'll yeah. you'll have a great time and enjoy it. Yeah, I'm
0: really excited about it. Very, very excited. So that that's my good news, Sam. You want to go to some chat to the chat for some good news? Yeah,
1: let's see what the chat's saying here. Uh, we've got good news. Uh, it finally dipped below 80 here in Florida this week. Has been beautiful from Big Ten, Jeff. Uh, that's kind of related to my good news, Jeff. So uh, sit tight on that one. I'll I'll get there. Uh, Alex good news expecting the second kiddo Monday morning that is awesome news Alex oh, wow. congratulations Uh, great news luman has good news that the sun is out and there's football at Nissan on Sunday good news that the Titans game will finally be on local TV in St. Louis I don't I don't understand local TV rules at all and like what goes into what market it's very weird to me like I get cincinnati reds games here in nashville and i don't know why but
0: because cincinnati is not that far away
1: yeah but like why not the braves i also you also get the
0: Braves. yes but i'm like why do
1: why both why not because it just doesn't make sense Uh,
0: it's geographically centered
1: i can drive around here and still get local chicago radio sometimes That's weird. That's
0: because that's because the history of radio you should do. I took classes on that in college about the history of radio and how Chicago had one of the strongest radio signals back in the day. So,
1: hey, look at us, man. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. We got good news. Uh, Eric is finally getting over the Nashville cold. Uh, Just kidding. It's his sinus infection. I've seen a lot of people with like allergies and stuff. recently. like we're writing. It's been a weird, weird September of pollen. Yeah. I've, uh, mind. I'm not going to say, I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from making any comments. Uh, Jason says good news three months until he graduates. He's not traveling in October, which is awesome. Uh, you know, sometimes you need a month to stay home and relax. Uh, we've got good news is, uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm trying to find spooky season from Stephen King. Um, Hmm. Made it to Nashville from Hawaii for the game on Sunday. Bad news. The girlfriend is sick, but she's powering through it. Do you live in Hawaii, Jake? That's sick. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Awesome. My good news is you touched on it. Steven touched on it. It's spooky season, but not as much the fact of like spooky season because I don't love Halloween. I'm excited for fall. Like I'm just, I'm pumped that you mentioned it earlier that Uh, When the Titans play on Sunday, it will be October 1st. Mm -hmm. That fires me up a little bit. Um, We all know my battle against the sun and my constant rivalry with heat. So let's get some temperatures dropping down. As big Jeff said below 80, let's get them below 70. Let's get them below 65. Let's get them in that 60 to 62 range. Let's get some leaves falling off trees. Let's get some pumpkin patches uh, and just like good, fresh, crisp fall air out here, outdoors. Uh, football weather, spooky season weather, almost holiday weather. Uh, I'm a big fall guy. And uh, as I mentioned, football, co- uh, playoff baseball, college football, college basketball starting. The fall is kind of a, a time that I'm living my best life. So I'm excited for October.
0: Yeah, uh, Savage says Austin, Austin, and then says Sam, read the good news. that counts. What's the I, good I, news? Well, I, I don't know. I missed it. I'm gonna I I, scroll Savage back. Savage is just being like, Austin, read the Anthony Harris good news. I have not. I did not see it.
1: Oh, Savage. I did see this one. I was very confused by it. Uh, Anthony Harris, talented corner, is a free agent and waiting for a team. Go get him. He would be your best corner. I don't know who Anthony Harris is, to be honest with you. Off the top of my head. Yeah. So I'm sure that's is that is that good news? Good. It's bad news that Anthony Harris. He needs I don't a team. Needs yeah, a team. I mean, Let's rarely do team.
0: NFL, rarely NFL does the entire NFL miss on a player who could be one of the best corners in the team. So I don't know. Maybe Anthony Harris deserves a shot. Uh are the Titans at that point yet? Probably not. Um, but maybe in a couple months they might.
1: Yeah, who knows? So I don't know. I message was, to Anthony Harris. Hey, stay ready, right? Savage servant putting in the work for Anthony Harris. So good on him.
0: Yeah, all the yelling for that, Bork. Yeah, I don't know. He's (laughs) yelling at me. I'm like, what, dude? Like, I'm right here. Like, what do you want? Like, You can just, like, comment my name and expect me to talk about. Austin! (laughs) <laughs> all right hey live at acme come see us if you're going to the game come before come after the game as well acme's rooftop is the best place in nashville to experience a titans game jack and i had a great time uh for the chargers game a couple weeks ago also like the show before you get out of here hit that thumbs up button on facebook on youtube like it like it like it because we need that as well and we'll see you guys on sunday for titans and bingles appreciate it have a good start to your weekend